everyone and welcome down to episode number 83 of the Down South Photo Show. Brendan not yelling at the start of the episode like he did the last few weeks. Uh, with me, Brendan Waits here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the guy on your other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening to the show, it's Ken Blake in Hobart, Tasmania. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. Uh, thank you for not busting my eardrums at the start of the show. Yes. I, 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 haven't, no- I haven't noticed you yelling at the start. I did last week and, and look. I do listen to listen to them back because I'm in the edit, so I'm editing. Mm. I don't. I'm not that. Um, what's the word? I'm not that narcissistic. No, it's not narcissistic. What's the word when vain? You, vain. No. That'll do. I'm not yep. that vain that I have to listen back to every episode. But I do when I edit. And last week I noticed that uh, I nearly blew people's ears off. I bet yeah. you a few people reach for their um, volume button when I yelled Straight at them away. last week. Well, that was a very monotone-ish, even type of entry. It was good. Thank you. Uh, thanks to the 558 people that now subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Crazy. Uh, that, that's exciting. Um, and to all the <laughs> listeners and subscribers on... That's exciting. On... That was the most bland. Thanks for everyone, 550 that's, subscribers. That's right. exciting. I told try, you off air. again. I told try you again. off air that I just literally at work mm. scanned 166 slides. Yes. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh, flash, but I'll, I'll pick up. It's fine. Come on, perk um, up a bit. Come on. <laughs> That's right. There's people have come here for a show. What a, That's it. Give yeah. them what they want. That's right. Um so five hundred and fifty eight subs and everything. Five hundred and fifty eight yeah. subs on the YouTubes is amazing. It is, it's great. And um genuine listeners, uh with the feedback that we get every week is yeah. strong. Uh we get a lot of comments under the videos, we get a lot of messages coming through uh the Facebook page and a lot of visitors to dsps.com.au. Hey, you. Um, that last episode about the printing went a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I would have thought um, I get asked a lot about printing, as do you, obviously. Um, yes. But I had a feeling it might have fallen a bit flat on the viewers. I think they would have liked something a bit more juicier. But I think it actually went really well. And people resonated with it because they want to know how to print their, sh- their shots. That's what they want to do. So absolutely. Absolutely. And um, which just reminds me of quick shout out to Gary, who has um, booked to come with us to Tasmania. He was in my store uh, a couple of days ago and he asked me about printing. Right. Um, And I didn't actually, I didn't actually remember that our show last week was about printing. And then he came back in today and he said, you wouldn't believe this. I listened to your podcast and it was all the questions that I had for you here in the shop were answered on your podcast. What? So, so you didn't uh, you didn't answer them when you was in the shop? <laughs> no, I did, but then I sort of re-answered them again. And then yeah, huh. anyway, so um, g'day to well, Gary. Uh, looking forward to having you yeah. on the workshop in April in Tasmania. Yes. Yeah, that should be a beauty. Uh, funny you say that. I've just been uh, getting all the accommodations sorted out for that um, tonight. And uh, Am I sleeping all... in the car? Uh, we might be, but the guests won't be. They'll be sleeping in the bushes. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll sleep in a swag if I have to. Doesn't matter. No, no, me. no we'll, we'll be we'll be right. We'll be right. All, All good. right. Now um, we have we have news with regards to our photo competition that we are running yes. that we did uh, mention last week. Uh, how many entries so far, Cameron? Uh, we've got close to thirty entries at the moment, and uh, very solid you, I'll start. Tell, I'll tell you what, I've looked through all of them, and uh, everyone's coming first at the moment. <laughs> it's a okay. real real trick one there's some really good images in there so well i hope everyone doesn't come first because i, I really can't afford to get give everyone a first prize come but on, come on you this competition is sponsored by camera and photo that's right my my business is sponsoring this uh, uh this competition a 200 
$5 gift voucher is up for grabs for this month's uh, photo competition. Yep. And the theme is weather. Uh, that's not whether you'll enter or whether you won't, but weather uh, as in um, W-E-A-T-H-E-R, as yes. in the stuff that makes cloud formations that are like behind me or the, surf the, spray that are like behind you. The stuff that comes out of the sky. Well, the stuff oh, that, yeah. Having having said that, uh, every shot in there, we've got some lightning shots. We've got some foggy shots. Oh, very We've good. got some um, misty shots. We've got some massive storm shots. We've got a lot of, got some rainbow shots. And we've just got some beautiful late afternoon sort of moody stuff. Um, of course, we do have an Aurora shot in there as well. Ah. Um, but there's a bit of everything in there. So um, I suppose an Aurora is space weather, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's, absolutely, it's weather. And I think at the time you might have given everyone a little bit of a hint that mm. pretty much you can enter anything in and it, <laughs> it'll, it'll have weather on it. So I think people... Have well, gone, that's right. Te technically, any landscape photo is going to have weather, isn't it? So, that's right, um, yeah. But I would like to see photos that are influenced by the weather. So Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and they, they, pretty much all, they pretty much all are. So it's looking good. Yeah, awesome. Um, hey, you know, you're saying that we've got 558 subs. <clears throat> yes. I was just going back and I figured out how to look at it because yep. that's what I do. So yep. our channel so far. You're looking at analytics. I am looking at analytics. I love analytics. That's you can get right into it. Um, you probably know, but I wonder if the viewers can guess. We've done 83 episodes. How many times these episodes in total have been viewed? It's quite a lot. Um, do you know that? Have you looked recently? Um, not recently. Okay, but it's but it's it's a quite a high number, and it doesn't match up with our subscriber count. <laughs> no, so we've got five hundred fifty eight subscribers, but our channel has been viewed twenty one thousand six hundred and seventy eight times, which is pretty amazing, and a total watching time of five and a half thousand hours. Very cool. How boring must we be after five and a half thousand hours? <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. some kind of hell. It is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> And our number one view, our number one viewed episode is that live version that we did where we had a massive yes. influx of Indians watching. Yes, I don't know yes. why. Yes, well, I sort of put a little asterisk next to that, and then look yeah. at the next one to see. Yeah, and I think our one. most viewed episode is still number one. Episode number one, it is number one. But it's been chased down by the Overland Track live from the Overland Track episode. Yeah, so it is. It's, yeah. And I think it'll pass it. So, and you know uh, what? That that one that we did on the Overland track, it's had about almost six hundred views on it as well. Um, that is so popular that that is trending on other, like other types of shows about photography. Very good. Um, people just love the idea, and um, instead of making their own right. ideas up, they'll just take others. Well, it might be time to get fit and do another one. Then here we go. Easy tiger. Maybe not. Maybe not. Right out. Moving on. That's enough. Uh, so weather comp. $200 gift voucher you're giving away sponsored by I Cameron am. Photo Ocean Grow. Uh, we're going to wait till the end of the month and then yeah. all entries will be looked at, uh, most likely over a couple of beers, yes. um, and which we'll, we'll uh, announce later on who's been donating beer. We've had a big well, donation this week. What do you want to do yeah. now? No, we'll come to that later right. okay. just to you know, get people to listen all the way through. That's what you do apparently. You leave a teaser. Um, so, so much uh, with our photo comp, I, I, a little birdie told me that you and I might be in uh, a certain northern Victorian region at around the same time. We might be able to, we might be able to sit down and judge it then. We will be up there. I just mm. thought about that. Yes. Um, we could probably do that over a couple of beers. Yes. Yeah. At Let's the at, 
at, I don't even know if this place exists anymore. The commercial hotel in Swan Hill oh, or something. There is there is a commercial hotel in every country <laughs> town in Victoria, there I can is. tell you right now. Or we could go to the Fed. The Fed? It's, the Fed, I, it's, I, is... it's either the Star, the Alpine, the Bridge, the Commercial, or the Fed, or the yeah. Mount View. The Mount View, yeah. No, no, there's 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 a few other very famous hotel names, isn't there? There yeah. is. The, the Shamrock? The sh- there's a Shamrock right. down here, yeah. The Shamrock. No, the Commercial is very, very popular name it used to be the white swan but that's not there anymore that's now a target right right. should we maybe do if we are doing that should we maybe put on a live show while we could set up around a fire and have it set up (laughs) you are are really uh, leaning heavily on the quality of swan hills internet but i'm sure it'll be oh that's true no there'd be 5g up there we could set up a little thing around a campfire And we get have a look at all the images, and then I'll just make it an editing nightmare by you, where you've got to put up each image as we go through. And no, let, no. this has got disaster written all over it. Anyway, right. we'll we'll right. get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Moving on, moving on. Uh, let, shall we talk about our backgrounds? I'm interested in your background. It looks yeah. very familiar to me. It um, does. Let me find. Something and you know what comes. I'll do? I'll make you full screen as well, like I forgot right. to do last week. There we go. Okay. Uh, so me being full screen. So this is a shot from, uh, when was it Saturday? The first, I think this is from the first, uh, down South Photoshop, photo show workshop we did down at, um, your area. So this is actually down at the Ocean Grove lookout road or lookout. Was it steps number 13? Is that the 13? Was it? No, Uh, it's just above, uh, 13W. Yes. 13W. So this is actually looking back with a 600 mil lens. I think it was, uh, looking back towards the Point Lonsdale lighthouse, um, and we just had these beautiful waves, bit of sunshine. And we were talking at the time about using your depth of field and your aperture to create some, you know, out of focus foregrounds to really focus eyes on your background subject and vice versa. And this just happened to pop up. I do like this scene a lot. I'd, I'd like to go revisit this kind of scene on a all different types of weather because I reckon it's a very cool view up to that lighthouse. So, um, yeah, I was happy with that. Um, I don't know. It was on the Olympus with the, I think it was the 300 mil F4, which is a 600 equivalent. Yes. Um, but it was good. We had a, um, we had a good time down there, didn't we? Yes, we certainly did. And fun fact, I've got a photo of you taking that photo. Do you really? Yes. A- am I wearing, <laughs> am I wearing a pink jumper and a beanie? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. According yeah. to Mel, who likes to edit crazy yeah. colors. Yeah. It's um, a bit of a worry. My, I, I've thrown my background, a little curveball with my background. So. There we are. That's um, that's taken out of an aeroplane window with an iPhone. Now, why would I put that up there? I I could not get over the way the sun lights up clouds when you're above them. Mm. Now, you very, very rarely, if ever, see that. You know, you, you you don't like unless you're droning it and you've got a or you're on a mountain or you're in a plane. Yeah. Um, the reason I put it up there is because that was on the plane trip to Launceston for the Overland walk. Um, I'm also blocking the microphone. I hope you can hear me okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and it was just one of those shots that uh, that worked really well from out of a, out of the plane window. And yeah, um, that trip from Melbourne to Launceston, you fly quite low because you're not actually you're only airborne for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and and it was and we happened to be in the air right on sunrise, and I just could not get enough of the view. Yeah. I was lucky enough to snag the window seat. Thanks, Jack. So, so this is what I love about um, about photography, especially aerial photography, because you've taken that on an iPhone flying at 600, 700 kilometres an hour yes. and, lit- and literally pointed your camera down and gone snap, and it looks amazing. 
Yes. Uh, I would imagine there's not much you need to do with that editing, maybe a little bit of contrast, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't. I actually got a feeling that's straight out of or straight or straight out of phone. And this is the thing I I find about aerial photography and aerial photographers, and this is going to get some people's feathers ruffled. Um, I find it incredibly easy to do aerial photography. I, I think it's one of the easiest genres to do. The prob- the hardest thing is actually getting yourself up in the plane That's and right. having and having either the funds or the time or the location to do it. But once you're up there and you've got your settings right, which are fairly straightforward, um, I, I feel like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. Um, and I've always scratched my head. Like there's certainly some people out there that do some really nice aerial work and you know, I'm not taking it away from the work they do, but I feel like sometimes there's just a little bit too much ooing and ahhing about aerial photography, because once you're up there and you've ever if you've ever had it given it a go, and you've got some shots there, you know it's not that super hard to get nice shots no, no. up there. So there you go. There's my little two seconds of. No, I like it. Um, you know, uh, I I I don't wholeheartedly agree that it's fish in a barrel. I think there's still you got to know your craft. You've got to know a bit of composition and all that sort of stuff. But the point I would make is that whenever, so when we did the workshops on the weekend, for example, yeah, what are we constantly doing? We're, we're constantly trying to get people to come up with creative compositions, fresh compositions, compositions that work, yeah. um, that make your photo more appealing. By yeah. their very nature, aerial photographs are compelling. Why? Yeah. Because we never see them. That's right. So, so, uh, so that's to your point. You're right. I think. I think it has a. Uh, it's very. It, it is an easy thing to shoot once you're up there, yeah. because you just. It's this. It, that's why I spend whenever. Whenever people go, you always look out the window of the plane. Always. Yeah. We're fascinated by flight. Absolutely yeah, fascinated absolutely. by it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I I love it for one. Um, but yeah, I think it comes back to the fact that it's just so unique to see photos from the air and it's why drone photography has exploded. It has. Yeah. Um, I think with that though, um, with the cameras that we use these days that are full frame, most people are using full frame or high, high end mega, megapixel shots. You can take a, a shot out the window at 50 mil looking down and you can crop whatever composition you like out of it. So yeah. to me, I, I would suggest that compositions that are out of camera would be quite not rare but they'd be they'd be few and far between there might be the occasional one that you go wow that out of camera that's pretty much right but i'd imagine that most people to do aerial photography are cropping rotating flipping whatever they might be doing to get that story out of that shot that they want to get so yeah again I, i i i've always had a bit of a thing about aerial photography and and the recognition it gets um versus i think the skill needed to capture nice shots out of the plane. Again, I'm not saying that the shots aren't great. I just think that, um, you know, there's more skill involved in doing other types of photography as well, I think. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, for those playing along at home, that's, I'm just going to show you, that, that's the original. Oh, I yeah. shot it vertically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the image behind me is actually a crop of that, but that yeah. is straight off phone and straight to that screen. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, I don't know. It's one of those photos. I I love it. I'm really. I thought it was grouse when I took yeah. it. and I think I think you. I think you are absolutely spot on. That we are obsessed with uh, flying and being above the clouds or looking down on it because we don't see it day to day. You know, it's something that you know rarely you see if you're not flying or haven't got a drone. Um, and I think that's maybe why it appeals to so many people 
and why people are attracted to aerial photography. Which is um, also why I think in uh, particularly Tasmania and in mm. Victorian high country at this time of year, you can get some awesome shots because quite often when you get up into the mountains, you're above yeah. the cloud level yeah, uh, and you get blue sky above cloud below, which is the, the old cloud inversion. We get that down. Yeah. We actually had it this morning. We get, we get a big lot of fog that runs down the, the uh, Derwent, bridge, uh, Derwent river down here. It's called the Bridgewater Jerry. It's a big sort of snake of fog that comes down the river and awesome. some morning, some mornings you can get up to Mount Wellington and you're completely on, in an island above the uh, above the clouds, which is really cool. So yeah. yeah, there's definitely something to aerial photography, and maybe we should touch on it a bit more on an episode one day. I don't know if we've had much of a, a dis- chat on we, aerial photography. Or not. We talked about drones and probably we've droned on. We have droned on. Yeah, we're droning definitely. on like other shows, but yeah, yeah. moving yeah. on. Yeah, we are. Um, let's start. Let's start a topic. All right, let's yeah, do it. Did, it just came it just came to me like because i use it so much with my job um yeah. mainly for editing of photos restoring old photos in particular yeah do you really need photoshop um i get asked it a lot i mean particularly in my entry level workshops because a lot of people are beginners and they might have just got themselves the nice camera um, the nice camera bag, the good tripod, right? What other tools do I need? Ah, do I need to buy Photoshop? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start. I, I, I don't think, I think you can get by well and truly without Photoshop. Yeah. The thing is now Photoshop has become the blanket phrase for photo editing, hasn't it? I was going to um, say, are you, are you specifically saying I am Photoshop specifically you... talking about Adobe Photoshop. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. So I, I would say no. No, no, I, I would also also say no. Okay, next topic. So yeah, that was easy. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> that was next easy. topic. Yeah, uh, but I, no, I think yeah, like I think when I when I went through uni, whenever it was twenty, when I was twenty three or twenty four or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, last that century. was sort of last century. It was sort of the 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 start of digital photography. There's definitely digital cameras out there, and it was definitely Photoshop there. Yeah. And Photoshop at that time was definitely used for a lot of image manipulation. So adding things, subtracting things, cloning, whatever it might be. And I think up until recently, if you wanted to do some heavy um, heavy, heavy editing or manipulation of your images or things like that, then Photoshop was definitely the platform to use. Um, but I think now with things like light, especially Lightroom, like I use Lightroom nonstop these days and it, it does practically everything that, I needed to do that Photoshop does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but having someone who I'm someone who doesn't do lots of lots of work on my photos. So I don't do layers and I don't do um, illumination masks or all that kind of stuff. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure personally if, if you need Photoshop to still do that or whether or not Lightroom can, can manage that. But I think, yeah, do you need, I think the answer is probably no. Yeah. Well, a quick Google has just, Without Googling, Cam, what year do you reckon Photoshop came out? 98. You're 10 years late. 88. 88. Can you oh. believe that? So it was uh, it was released for alpha testing by its creators in October 1988. The bicentenary <laughs> year. All right. That's incredible. I remember, I can picture now, I had a version of Photoshop and it had like a rainbowy feather on the front of the box yeah. it was used to buy it in a box yeah, correct i think that was 98 version i think that's what yeah. i had around uni time the first one i used was uh in 1993 uh and right. it was just after i'd bought my first um scanner so yeah. i was scanning 
negatives and scanning prints and then doing basic cleanup and edits on Photoshop. Mm. Um, and then I sort of stepped away from it for ages until digital really took off. And then, yeah. Um, so I use it a lot for my job. Um, and as I said, it's a fantastic tool for uh, restoring old photos. It's a mm. fantastic tool for correcting color in old photos. So I get like, for example, those slides that I scanned today, 166 slides. A lot of them had um, discolored slightly. So yeah. you're trying to return them back to the original color. And it's incredible when you just hit control alt B and it gives you the correct color balance. Uh, yeah. And it's just amazing. I mean, it's it's probably not 100% accurate to how it was when the photo was taken, but by yeah. geez, it makes a massive yeah. difference. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I guess, for, that, uh, for that sort yeah. of thing, it's awesome. Yeah, and I guess if you're running a photo lab, you'd have to have you couldn't do without Photoshop because, like you said, there'd be you know manipulations or adjustments or fixing that you need to do on an image. But I think for the everyday photographer out there, um, and I guess the other thing as well, like I get this a lot on on from customers on workshops is, you know, same sort of thing. Do I need to get Photoshop or do I need Lightroom? I don't have Lightroom. I've got an old version, whatever it might be. But these days, it's hard. You can't actually get. Lightroom without Photoshop, I don't think. I think it comes as a bundle on the yes. Adobe on the Adobe Photographer bundle. So right. you know, do you need Photoshop? No, but will it come with the package that you buy with Lightroom? And I think it's also Adobe Premiere for yep. videos. Then yeah, you will have it. Um, the only I must admit, the only thing I use Photoshop for, I'm still not whether or not it's confident or not. I'm still not ready to print directly out of Lightroom. Yeah. So I, I I still export my Lightroom file into Adobe. And I check everything and I resize everything and I do all that kind of stuff. And then I print from Adobe to my printer. So oh, from Photoshop to my printer. So I don't know if that's me just not keeping up with the times. I can probably do it straight out of Lightroom, but yeah. yeah. I, I would say the same print dialog box would come up in Lightroom as does in Photoshop. Right. It's a good question. Yeah. I should check because I've got Lightroom but never use it. Yeah, um, I should I should have a look. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's where Photoshop wins hands down for me as well is because I print all day and when I'm resizing and all that sort of stuff, I know that Photoshop works really, really well for that. And more importantly, I know it inside out when it comes yeah. to, you know, I could literally print someone's photo with my eyes shut, I reckon. Um, yeah. It would look terrible, but I could do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it, where, you know, it's a very, very useful tool, but you certainly mm. don't need it. There's loads of other editing suites that are available. I mean, if you're just into cropping and yeah. maybe, as you said earlier, a little bit of contrast, fixing a bit of contrast, uh, lightning, darkening, that sort of stuff, mm. then, yeah, there's a plethora of, um, of, of free software out there that you can use. Back in the day, your camera used to come with a CD-ROM that would have yeah, basic yeah. editing software on it. Photoshop um, Elements. Right, exactly. And mm. I'd be surprised if these companies still don't make some kind of basic editing suites available online. Yeah. Um, even, you know, if you want to just talk about cropping and stuff, I think you can use basic Microsoft Paint will do it as well. So yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Photoshop is an absolute behemoth. It's a it's a mm. massive program that you can get as technical with it as you want. Um as you talk about masking and layering and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So um we shoot passport photos at camera and photo. I know I've seen them happen the other and day. They, there was six in a row. Yeah, yeah they just kept on coming, which is great. Um 
but quite often the background they ask for a white background and depending on the time of day in my shop with the lighting i've got in my shop it's a, it can be slightly off colored so quite often i'm you know masking the customer's face and just fixing the background yeah. um that sort of stuff it's it's amazing for um but yeah I, I i don't know i think i think particularly for beginners i i would be giving photoshop a wide berth not least of all for the expense of it yeah um, i, th- I, I think, think i think uh, yeah you, you go ahead i was gonna say yeah that's a good point because um i get a few customers as well who have somewhere along the line downloaded a free version of photoshop or they yeah. they bought one in you know 2001 and never updated it as well so I think I think there's a few things that people need to be wary of as well. So one, yes, there's an expense to owning it, um, which is part of that suite that you get anyway. Um, but the other thing you need to be careful of is that if you have an old version of Photoshop and you haven't updated it, you're probably missing out on it. If, you, if Photoshop's what you use uh, and you haven't updated it, you're probably missing out on a heap of new features and a heap of new power that the program brings. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, people... If they're using Photoshop, you need to make sure that you keep it updated to the version of yeah. not only your, your software on your computer, but your computer software as well. Keep that all updated because otherwise you're probably going to be using Photoshop, which back in the day was very, very tricky to use. It was yeah. like now it's a bit more free flowing. I think it's a bit more streamlined. It's a bit easier to get around all the tools and stuff like that. But if you're using a, a version that's five, 10 years old, um, you're going to be you're going to, you're probably not enjoying Photoshop. So uh, that's right. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely more user friendly. That's for sure. One thing that Photoshop does come with is this magical thing called Adobe Camera Raw, which um, is very very good for editing your photos within and for opening raw files, editing them, and saving them as a JPEG or a TIFF file. Right. Uh, I'm assuming Lightroom has the same thing. It's all well, this, attached this to is... Adobe Camera Raw, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is where I get a little bit confused because people say, "Oh, yeah, I use Camera Raw in Photoshop," and I've got mates that use it as well. But I'm like, "Well, the same thing. That's exactly what you're doing in Lightroom. You're yeah. bringing you bring, like Lightroom is almost an extended Camera Raw program. Yes, because you're bringing in a raw file and it's got all the all the tools on the side, and they're exactly the same as Camera Raw. Yes, um, except it's in a more of a I guess complete suite as opposed to Camera Raw, then moving it into Photoshop afterwards. So. Yeah, I think I think they're one of the two, the same things. They both use the same camera raw plugin, I imagine. Um, so, if we did more research, we'd know. But well, this is your that? topic. I thought you were, would have been <laughs> all day. I, yeah, I typed it on the on the rundown. Like, what? yeah, that's you. That that's the research you should have 30, done thirty seconds ago. Yeah, um, yeah, but well, I'll, I'll look more into that. But I really think um, the the Adobe Camera Raw is is fantastic. For, if you haven't tried that, that's worth having a look at. But again when you used to buy a camera, you'd get your raw editor. So they're all available from the camera manufacturers. You can download them once you register your camera. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like Olympus used to have the Olympus image, something. What was it called? Yeah. I know. The, I don't know. The image, I think it was just called like image editor or something like that. Um, yeah. And they all would have had them, but I think, you know, back in the day when we were shooting film, you know, you used to develop and go into a dark room. I think it is important just uh, holistically that you, you do edit your images and, whether or not it's Photoshop or Capture One or Lightroom or what's that other one? Uh, Luke from our walk, our mate Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses, I think it's called Dark Table or something. It's some weird one. He he just will, <laughs> he will not let it go. And Luke, if you're listening, I know, you know what I'm talking about. We've yeah. had a chat about this a million times where he just won't let go of using that software. Um, so there's a few out there, but 
I guess the main thing is, um, you know, you probably should be editing your images, <clears throat> even if they're raw, just to clean them up a bit, add a bit of contrast and things like that. Um, whether or not you use Photoshop, I guess that's up to you, but I don't think you need it anymore. I think Lightroom or similar will do everything in one little package for you. Absolutely. Um, couldn't agree more. We turned two years old, Cam. Did we? You, can you believe that? We don't act like it. No. Well, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, two years. Yeah, wow. two years we've been doing this. So um, we kicked this off during that horrible COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, that happened, that happened on the mainland, yeah. yeah. That's right. It didn't happen yeah. in Tasmania. Um, and uh, it kicked off as a, an idea uh, over a beer and a fire. Yes. And um, here we are two years later. So I just thought yeah. I'd point that out that we actually turned two the other day. That is pretty cool. That's probably the longest thing I've done continuously. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in, in the last few years. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, when you say, all right, New Year's Eve, I'm going to, that's it. I'm not yeah, drinking New Year's for resolution. Yeah. I'm not drinking for a year. And, you know, by January 3, you're into a beer. That's right. Um, well, yeah. And it's good. Like we've, we've had, like I said, and we said this to our guests after the workshops on the weekend that, yeah. you know, we really enjoy doing this and we, we love the little community that it's bringing along. And it's slowly starting to grow a bit more. And I think the word's starting to spread out there a bit of it what is. we do, um, which is great. Um, well, look, let's be let, let's be honest. If if we right now had fifty subscribers, I don't think we'd still be doing this. But it's because we've had the growth in the channel and the interest is coming in the channel that drives us to want to do more of them. So thank you to everyone who's um, who's subscribed, liked, followed, been on a workshop with us, sent us words of encouragement, bought us a beer, etc. So, so what you're saying in a roundabout way is that if we didn't have subscribers, you'd have no interest talking to me each week. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I thought as much. <laughs> I think. I think that. I think that goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be here. I'd be waiting here at eight o'clock every midweek, waiting to talk absolutely, to you. Absolutely. And, exactly. Um, but no, it's good. Um, and I Which think. Is a, yes. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say. I think. I oh know. There's a lot of. There's a lot of Facebook groups out there, and there's a lot of camera groups out there and stuff like that. But. Um, it is nice to have a little community of people that are all in it for the same reason, just have a good time. Learn yep. a bit about photography, get together when we can and stuff like that. So, yeah, again, thanks to everyone who uh, likes, subscribes or tunes in. Which um, leads us into a very good segue for just to have a quick chat about uh, it was King's birthday that just happened uh, last weekend. Yes. And uh, the man on the other screen and myself ran a couple of Down South Photo Show workshops here in my backyard on the Ballerine Peninsula. Mm. Um which were very, very well received. We, yeah. I'd like to say we, for the majority, lucked out with the conditions. I think we had yeah. pretty good conditions. That that, fir that first that first day sunset was that was almost one out of the box. I reckon that was yeah yeah. You we don't always of, get you don't always get that cloud formation that we got there. And no, we, just, we did well. Yeah, no, and, I, I agree. But equally as good as the second night sunset, of course, because we don't want people yes. in the second night to think they lucked out. Um, well, by by the second night, we were well and truly in the flow. We had our mojo rolling. So we did. We did. The first night, guys, might have got the better sunset, but the second day, guys, got us at our absolute best. I would. That was. It was like like the Saturday was the prelim, and then the <laughs> the Sunday was the grand final. When that's exactly right. But no, it was good. Everyone had a great time. We had what two lots of ten people, so twenty people for the yeah. weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, we had a great time. We talked a bit of shop. We did some great stuff at Point Lonsdale with the jetty. The way Lonsdale has got really... something about it, hasn't it? It's a great spot. I think I was trying to. I was actually thinking that the other day when I went through that heads on the mm. boat, and I looked out the window to see if you're waving and you weren't. No, um, but I remember thinking on the day 
there's something about that that water it's got such a narrow entry and mm. it's got rips and stuff going everywhere um it's got some real potential for you know crazy weather shots and crazy sort of sunrise sunset shots there if you got a wild wild day with a bit of light in there that would be magical that place yeah, it is um, it's um I, I refer to it regularly as my muse it's yeah. like if i if i'm stuck for some, an idea or i'm just you know, I want to get out and take photos. That's my car drives itself straight to Point Lonsdale, that car park behind the lighthouse. Yeah. And, you know, sunrise, sunset, middle of the day. It doesn't really matter. In winter, you can actually get away with middle of the day there because the sun's so yeah. low in the sky as you saw. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And then, you know, you've got the jetty that you can go out on. You've got the, uh, which is quite long and you can get a good shot looking back uh, west towards the sunset yeah. or towards the lighthouse as well then you've got the lighthouse itself uh, and all the rock formations and everything around the beach uh you've got big ships coming in and out you've got all the big the mm. big swell that we were very the, very grateful for how good was that well i must i got a little bit excited you know when you I, you, you might you might not because you're sort of starting to do a few of these multi-day ones and day yeah. ones yeah but i like every workshop i do i always have a moment where i'm like mm, can i get my own camera out and just piss the customers <laughs> off for two seconds and take a shot <laughs> So, you know, you have that moment where you're like, okay, this is really good. And, you you know, priority number one is to make sure the customers are getting the shot and, yep. you know, understanding why they're getting that shot. But there was a moment on the Saturday when those big waves were rolling behind that jetty from up the top there. I'm like, oh, I wish I was sort of here on my own for about 10 minutes. I reckon I could get yeah. some really cool shots here. Yeah. Um. So it was really good. And, the, yeah, the swell was great. And that jetty, um, especially with the fishermen off the end or fisher people, um, yes. they go, they give such great scale to yeah. mother mother nature and i think that's a good tip if you're doing landscape photography even though we hate having people in our photographs don't put yourself in front of a waterfall looking up to nothing or red jacket or standing there like a zombie don't do that kind of crap because no one likes that but if you can incorporate naturally people into your shot that creates scale um, against something that's got some real power behind it like those waves that we saw i think that's a, an add-on to a photo so don't dismiss people altogether um just push the ones out the way that are being silly yeah and and hats off to the fisher people as well because um at one point i think we were rather cramping their style having we all were. our cameras lenses pointing out to that big swell and they were very gracious and gave us a bit of room to be able to do it for 10 minutes or so while we're out the end of the jetty in their world so they probably knew they cool. probably knew who you were brins being a local well legend yeah, they probably that's, oh, that's, that's brendan yeah, waits we've been through yeah, just yeah. Don't mess with this guy. We, no. We'll look after. We'll look after him. Yeah. Uh, and then I think um, the big addition to the um, to the uh, Ballerine Peninsula workshop was the the Ocean Grove Lookout. That actually mm. that actually also turned into a great spot. Um, yeah. A bit of variation there. We got the height. We could wander down to the beach as well. So um, that's a that's a great spot if you're ever in Ocean Grove. Just head to Lookout drive and uh yeah. you can't miss it you get a beautiful view across the entire ballerine peninsula yeah it was good and we had the surfers we got some great shots with the long lens and, and i think that's something again um that works really well on any workshop is just encouraging people to swap those lenses over get a long lens out like the one i've done behind me here looking down at the lighthouse and vice versa you know we got there and it's like okay where do i shoot i got lighthouse this way beach waves stairs people you know, you can sort of do a bit of everything. So when we got the long lenses out, we got some great shots of all the surfers going crazy on the waves. And then, you know, look the other way, you get the lighthouse. And then we use some wide angle shots looking down the stairs. So I'm pretty confident that the guys on the on the days got some good tips and walked away with some extra skills. Yes. Um, 
and you know we'll, we'll look to do some more probably later in the year maybe i don't know we'll work that yeah. out but yeah. yeah yeah for sure i think uh we'll probably roll out the Bellarine peninsula one again we had quite a few people that came down for the long weekend uh they're yeah, from all over true. the place um yeah. we had people from canberra came down for the long weekend to ocean we grove she and did. came along to the workshop which was pretty cool yeah laura's a bit cool. of a laura's a bit of a legend though absolutely and her little boy uh jace yes um he he was he was embarrassing me for a while there because I'm like, hey you go, I'm like, hey you go, mate, you're getting the good. And he showed me the shots. I'm like, you don't need any help. What are you doing? No, he was, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, I don't need to talk to you anymore because you're making me yeah. feel. Was he like 11 years old or something? Isn't he? Or... Uh, I think he was 12. Uh, no, 11 or 12. Yeah, 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he was awesome. And we had a lot of people from Country Victoria as well that had come to stay for the stay in Ocean Grove. So yeah. uh, it was brilliant, really good. Um, keep an eye out. We will at some point in the near future announce more workshops down here. I guess. Yeah. We should yeah, maybe do. We'll, we'll mix it up. Of course we will. We'll do one down here in Tassie. We'll do a two days down here in Tassie somewhere. Works for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, any excuse to get myself back to your island? Yes. Um, big shout out to you uh, oh, and, okay. and your and your wonderful family for putting me up for the night. Oh, that's all uh, right. Kicked your kids out of the bed and took over a bunk and it was Not great. Not a problem. Not um, a problem. Happy to have you there. Yeah, the, it was, um, um, it's good. Watched, watched a bit of footy. Watched a bit of was it the cricket. We watched the cricket as well, didn't we? Couple of quiet beers. Played some yeah. trivia. It was awesome. We won't go into the trivia. That was... <laughs> That was absolute bullshit, those questions uh, that you got on that last one. Sorry, mate. You know, it's just trivia. It's, it's, this brain has useless information in it. Mm. Um, there was an, a very interesting release last week that I wanted to quickly talk about um, and its ramifications when it comes to photography, and that is this wonderful new gadget from Apple called the Apple Vision Pro. Uh, is that what it's called? Apple? Did I get that right? Apple Vision <laughs> Pro. Um, yeah. Basically, a VR headset, if you like. Uh, I'm sure Apple won't be happy with me calling it that because it's a revolutionary new headset. Um, yeah. th there's one reason in particular that I want. I was curious about it, and um, as a person that loves to print photos and and see, and actually have physically physical photos to look at on the yeah. wall or in printed image, uh, Apple Vision Pro looks like it's going to take viewing photos to uh, another dimension altogether. Um, so basically what it does, you put a headset on and it uses augmented reality. So it'll actually uh, project what you're looking at into the room that you're looking into. So yeah. um, I think what Apple would love to see is it will eventually replace your television completely. And instead of having a TV on the wall, you have a headset on your head that mimics the TV on the wall. And you can literally have basically an IMAX screen in your lounge room to view your home movies on or your photos on and that sort of stuff. So to me, that was the thing that sort of piqued my interest. Um, probably I saw it as a little bit of a threat more than anything, but mm. uh, it was interesting the way it's going to go because they're talking about, you know, resolutions well beyond 4K um, mm. because uh, the hardware can be so small um, and it's so actually so close to your eye that you can, the resolution needs to be quite high. Um, yeah. because you're going to see a lot of detail with this thing. So yeah. um, a fascinating so, development from Apple. Yeah, so something like that, you know, set of goggles you put on your head and replace this computer. Surely that would be with Apple, what, a couple hundred bucks? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no more than two ninety nine. I would have thought, Cam. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so it gets released. It's already released. 
I think, or it comes out later this month. No, it comes out. It, it comes out in the first quarter of 2024. So oh, 2024, they're, right? They're okay. hyping it, hyping it big time. And yes, right. I have seen the price. Um, 34.99 US. US. So probably not much change out of five and a half grand Aussie uh, for this little thing. Yeah. Uh, it's got its shortcomings. Uh, Two-hour battery. That's right. Two-hour battery. That's that's quite interesting. But apparently, the battery pack um, you can interchange it. So you obviously they're going to make you buy a couple of battery packs you charge one you've got one that you're using and of course look these are all this is all in its absolute you know this is the beginning of this technology i personally can see this really taking off but we'll look back in 10 years and wet ourselves laughing at how ridiculous this thing looks when we've got the pair of ray-bans that you pop on and it's all in there so yeah Tell you what, do, do me a favor. If I ever rock up to your house, yes, or do something like that, or if in a couple of years' time we are sitting with goggles on our face doing this podcast, just put a bullet in my head because it, it, <laughs> you're it, done. It, it looks ridiculous, stupid. I, I get it. I think the technology is great, but if we're all walking around the world and mm-hmm. all sitting in our houses with goggles on, what the mm-hmm. is going on with this world? Well, mate, you know the, fu- the future you, doesn't you, need to be here yet. If you had a told me twenty years ago. Everywhere you would see people with these things just stand, you know, your phone. Yeah, but they're not strapped to their head. No, they're not. But that's you know, the difference. Like, we're... No, I agree. But you know, I, we didn't see that coming. The smartphones coming, and um, it's going to be very interesting. Well, you know to what? See. You know what? It's interesting because when we were in Camera House, remember when the first phones were coming out? They're like, "This yes. is it. It's going to destroy the camera industry. Yeah. There'll be no cameras in ten years. They'll all be gone. It's a bit like AI. You know, it's going to destroy yeah. everything. Yeah. It hasn't destroyed anything. Camera yeah. phones, yes, they're popular, but everyone still uses a camera. Camera, if they want to be a photographer, most of the time. Yep. Um, I don't understand. I, I understand it. And before we came on air, I said, I've got something to add to this. Yes. So t- today I did something stupid, not stupid. I don't know what it was. Um, uh, Lisa was getting, she had to get some eye tests done, you know, just a, yeah. a quick update and check on eye tests as you do. And next door to that was an EB game store, you know, like yes. the PlayStation Xbox mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and I've been looking around a little while ago at the VR headsets that you get for PlayStations. Yeah, and I went. I went and bought one. I went and bought a headset VR. I thought the kids might get a buzz out of it. It could be pretty cool. I thought I'll give it a go. If it's no good, then I'll sell it on and do the whole thing. I do that a bit, you know. Sometimes buy and sell stuff a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I went and bought this, and I'm like, okay, you know what? For gaming, I get it. I get the gaming, and you know that's pretty cool because it's like a video arcade, and you can sit on your couch or whatever. Yep. And that's fine. You put it on for ten. You put it on for an hour, play your game, and you're done. You know, you're back to reality. Yep. This is not reality. If you're walking around with these stupid goggles on your head, this is not going to be a reality. I don't care how many people are using it. Maybe in a hundred years' time, totally. Not now. We just need just people. We no. It's just not. I'm just looking at their website now. It looks like there. It looks like someone's wearing a snorkel goggle. I tell you what, it, it's actually um, mimicking. Looks ridiculous. Um, do you remember the movie Ready Player One that came out only five yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, not even that long ago. It's incredible. Even their, even their promotional ad was a complete ripoff of Ready Player One. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's it's an interesting turn of events. Um, what what sort of fascinates me is the quality of the external cameras. So apparently, uh, you can wear it and take photos and video with it. You can record your life with this thing. Now they tried it with Google Glass, um, that failed miserably, yeah. uh, mainly because of privacy. Uh, people didn't, you couldn't see the camera, so yeah. 
Um, I think Ray-Ban as well have come out with a camera embedded into uh, glass that didn't take off because no one wanted to feel like a perv. Like, you you know, you... Yeah, you don't want to feel like a perv. Don't want to feel like a don't feel like want to feel like a perv, but you can walk around and look like a Martian. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's interesting. And, and, and Apple, to their credit, you know, like they're great at marketing. On there, if everyone wants to go have a look, go to apple.com forward slash apple slash vision slash pro, right? Yeah. I'm not we can put the link in whatever. They get the lady, one of the models have got, uh, she's a lovely looking lady, but she's got uh she's African American by the look of it, and she's got this big afro. Yeah. So she's got these gigantic glasses on and this big <laughs> massive afro it couldn't look any more ridiculous if they tried <laughs> and i just don't get it um yeah and it, uh, yeah okay it's going to be the future it's going to come along but can we just hold off until we get a bit older right. yeah yeah interesting we'll uh we'll look for the feedback in the comments about that one It'll I'm, I'm, i'll give you feedback on my vr my vr game okay, as thank well you. that'd be great that'd be great uh, if i come on next week and i've got a big black eye or something like that because i've fallen <laughs> you walk wall, into the wall yeah <laughs> you'll know why um but one last thing on that it, it says there that it's got um displays the size of the post attempt to deliver more pixel than a 4k video to each eye there you go there you go so the resolution more pixels in 4k tv for each eye um 23 million pixels yeah okay amazing yeah interesting how long before they you know they start giving us issues with our eyes or well this is the other thing um a couple of the uh testers uh who quite often get motion sickness when they wear vr goggles tried these out and didn't have the problem so they've obviously done their homework um they're trying to make it as broad an audience as possible for this device. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. enough about that. We'll talk about that another time and see see where where that goes. We'll talk about this in a year's time and when it's actually out. When, when we're all wearing them. When you're <laughs> you and I are both sitting here with yeah. Um, oh, one, one last sorry, there is one last thing I wanted to yeah. say. This is this creeped me right out. So you put the goggles on. Okay, yep. they're opaque. You cannot see through them and people cannot see this way. What they've done is they've put a screen on the outside and a camera on the inside that films your eyes and projects them on the outside so it looks like people can make eye contact with you through the goggles. That's a little bit creepy. We're, we're going to hell in a handbasket real quick <laughs> on this on this little rock that spins around. And I don't know how we've gone down this rabbit hole on the Down South Photo Show podcast. Let's leave it there. Everyone's favorite sub- subject. Uh, oh, let me stay to say that again. Everyone's <laughs> favorite segment is back. It is. Dcam is here for it episode is. eighty-three. It's back. Yes. Um, this this comes to us from Pam in Orkinflower. Cam, Orkinflower. Where, where the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know where Orkinflower is? Orkinflower is a suburb of Brisbane in Queensland. Um, Orkinflower. Uh, I've never heard of Orkinflower. It's on, uh, it's on the Brisbane River. What is an Orkinflower? Is that a thing? I don't know. It sounds very German, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, Pam in Orkinflower. Dear Cam, it's short and sweet. I like short and sweet ones. It doesn't right. mention me, but that's okay. Do you really need to update your camera firmware every time it is released? Pretty straightforward question. What do you think? Cameron? Uh yeah, I think you do. Um okay. Depends on I guess, yeah, I guess you do. Depends on um what cameras you have and how often they're updating them. Um if it's like an iPhone, it'd be every day type of thing. But um <laughs> yeah, I think definitely if, if the company's let a firmware update, then you should update that when you as quick as you can. Um I think camera firmwares are better than the phone firmwares. You know, sometimes you say, look, give it a week, make sure there's no bugs in it. 
before they iron them out. I think yep. the camera firmware is a bit more stable than that. But I think it's a good thing as well because some of the firmware these days has got actually updated features and new features that you can sort of download into your camera. So I would say yes, I would, um, as long as you're downloading it from the manufacturer directly. I guess don't – I think sometimes there's sort of <clears throat> secondary sites where they will say, oh, here's the link to the thing and it's someone else's site that's got the firmware on it. Um, that would be it. But, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, the two points I'd like to make. One, um, I agree with you. I think you should, when a firmware update becomes available, um, yep. it'd be, it'd be good to update your camera. It keeps, yep. it basically puts a new brain inside your camera with the latest technology in it. So why mm. wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, the, the only downside and the problem I have is now that, um, companies like Panasonic are charging for firmware updates. That's right. Yeah. We spoke I about don't that other, think yeah. that's fair. Mm. Um, I don't think that's right. I think uh, you spend that much money with these companies for your camera. Um, I think if if they find the other thing that firmware updates can do is uh, correct bugs in this the firmware that came with your camera. So yeah. a version so version one that came out might have issues with banding in certain lights, or it might be uh, having an issue where you, you know, the crop ratio isn't set correctly, or something like that. They or put out a got- firmware update and it fixes it. Or you've got some Apple Pro visions that actually project someone else's eyes on the front Ooh. and not yours, and there's <clears throat> some issues imagine, going on there. Imagine how often they're going to update firmware on that thing. Can I um can I just go off Broadway off script for one second? I don't know how long we've been going for, but we're probably coming close to the end. But sure. Uh Nikon. Let's talk about Ooh. Nikon for a second. Um, D7. Uh, uh, sorry, D. No, that's that's showing my age. Uh, what are they called now? Um, Z. Z Z series cameras. So the Z seven yep. Mark II and the new Z eight. Apparently, you can't use aftermarket batteries in these no, cameras. No, you can't. Now, does anyone see the irony here in that when you put an aftermarket battery inside the camera, it uses the power of that aftermarket battery to put a message on the screen to tell you you can't use that aftermarket battery. How ridiculous is that? So it's not that you can't use that battery, it's that you won't use that battery because they won't let you. They're writing software, putting software in your camera, firmware in your camera to recognize an aftermarket battery and stop you from using it. Yep. I don't think that sits very comfortably with most consumers. And I think most people are going to be really put off by that decision. I'm going to make a huge prediction right here. Here comes a call. There's a call. I'm going to make a call. What are we? The 14th of June, 2023. By the time we get to 2020, that's why by the time we get to 2030, I I think Nikon will be on the way out, if not already gone. I I think they do stupid things these days. Like the Z seven or the z8 or whatever that new one came out for eight thousand dollars yes get your hand off it nikon that's a ridiculous price for it <laughs> the fact that, that get the <laughs> fact that they brought out their cameras with that stupid special compact flash sd card that cost yeah. you a, a small fortune to buy ridiculous their mirrorless cameras come out and they've got you know one memory card slot to start yeah. with ridiculous yeah um i've heard nothing but I reckon I've heard more negative reviews about the Z series cameras and people happy with them. The amount of people I know that have sent them back for issues, it's yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah, it's not surprising that Nikon are doing that. I, I give them 10 years max and they're out of this business, I reckon. Well, it seems to be, seems to me that they're making uh, decisions based on business rather than on photography, yeah. which yeah. will cost them in the end because 
Uh, we get enough of that crap with um, Apple. Yeah, <laughs> with, we know, do. With, with companies that, you know, force us to use their products, force us to buy, um, you know, iCloud and all this sort mm. of stuff based yeah. on, and it puts people off, man, like yeah. really quickly. So Nikon, as Cam said, get your hand off it. We should have a new segment called Get Your Hand Off It, whoever. I and, like it. Uh, <laughs> get your hand maybe, off it, Apple. That's right. Get your hand off it, Nikon, because you need to unlock that feature inside yep. in inverted commas that that stops people using aftermarket batteries it's not yep. fair and guess what their spare batteries are probably 195 dollars yeah so stop it nikon yeah if you if you're going to pers- insist on people not being able to use aftermarket batteries then half the price of your batteries please yeah. you can't have but, it both ways but the question you got to ask like exactly what you just said then why do that as a business decision why say mm-hmm. to and there's another one for the stupidity of Nikon. Let's let's release a, a Hollywood mirrorless cameras and charge you for the adapter so you can use all the thousands of dollars worth of lenses <laughs> that you bought. Like, get a grip. Like it, that adapter should have been in the box free. It should have been in the box free for everyone because they've just spent 40 years supporting your company buying all the pro lenses. You bring out this paperweight of a mirrorless camera and make them pay the thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. In the la- in the last we two are or three- teeing off on you, Nikon, oh, but you've earned in- this one. You've heard this one. In the last two or three years of me working, I don't. I, I would say I would be hard pressed to see a, a Nikon user in my workshop that actually smiles. They don't. They just ro- they rock up and they just like, okay, what do you got? Nikon. Nikon. I'm like, oh, okay. I struggle a bit with Nikon menu systems, and their response is, well, if that's all you struggle with, try doing this and try doing that. They're never yeah. happy with their camera. Yeah. Anyway, I'm off. I'm done. No, I've, I've, cra- I've cracked the shits. Hey, do you know what? Do you know what? Uh, What's that suburb called again? Ochenflower? Orkenflower. Orkenflower. It's a Gaelic word meaning field of flowers. Well, love me tender and call me Elvis. Bet you Pam didn't know that. No, I bet you she did not. Um, Cam, what yes. have you got coming up? Beer donations. Cam, beer that. donations. We had some <laughs> beer donations this week. We did. From, please uh, tell us who. We got uh, a really nice donation from Jonathan, who was on the Saturday Down South Photo Show workshop. And will um, be at my Saturday Seascapes yeah, and Landscapes be. workshop as well. Yes. Thank you, Jono. Oh, was he a Nikon user? No. Canon. Did he have a, yeah, the Canon. Yeah, the Canon R, the new he R. He did have an Seven. R. Yeah, that's all right. Jeez, we'll tee off that. on Canon next week, Jono. Don't worry. You know what? The, the more the more I think about it, the more my blood pressure comes down a bit from that Nikon rain, rave. I don't. I think Canon are doing good. I think their their cameras are nice and they they support people and they do the right thing. Nikon, no, nah, I can feel yeah, another. T- Nikon. I can feel another T-shirt coming on. Okay. Um, so Jonathan bought us a slab. Legend. What an absolute legend. So superstar. Uh, we will get that, and we were oh, once again malnourished very nicely. So thank yes. you, Mel, for another donation. Thanks, um, Mel. What's coming up? Uh, I have a, about what have I got about a week and a half off, two weeks off. Lovely. And then I make my way back over on the boat. And I, <laughs> you are a frequent flyer. <laughs> I am a frequent flyer. And um, I'll make myself uh, available for the Flinders Rangers workshop, which starts Brilliant. on the 26th of June, I think. So, yeah. Still, uh, which still, looking... still jealous and still haven't got to the Flinders Rangers, but I will. I'll get there eventually. You know, what I've, been, you know what I've been doing tonight before we got on air? Um, the, I, Blake, could... the, Bla- the Blakes are thinking of doing a. Excuse me, a bit of a trip around Australia next year, a bit Brilliant. like a, a bit like our mate Ash. Yeah, cool. Uh, we're thinking of doing maybe six weeks going around Australia and have a look around. Nice. You're going to get a uh, caravan. Uh, we've got a rooftop tent thing and a swag. Oh, you have to. 
Yeah, so what we might break it up between sort of cabin parks and rooftop tent. We we did a practice run down at Port Arthur the other day, and we all fit in this four tent roof man, a four man roof tent. Um, but we might pack a swag just in case one of us gets annoyed with the other and sleep out there. But that's the plan. <laughs> but we're still, we're planning that. But that could be pretty cool. But that would be very um, cool. What have you got? Looking forward already to the different locations that we do the Zoom call on to record the podcast. The different locations that have one bar of four G. Yeah, um, could, be, could be tough. Is your coming up next week exactly as it says there? Yes, so I've got the Seascapes Workshop on Saturday, Landscapes and Seascapes Workshop, um, which I think I've got maybe two spots left for. So this goes out on Friday and the workshop's on Saturday. So if you're listening right now, there's still time to book. Jump how much is it if you want? Uh, This one's $149. So um, it's, yeah, we're going to kick it off around 2 p.m. and it's going to go right through sunset and a little bit beyond. So quite looking forward to that um might be 2 30 anyway john if you're listening i'll send you out you the deep I've, I've already sent you the details john, that's totally like, fine. give him my slab back you guys are unorganized you're, you're confusing me too much yes um and business as usual and my wordy lordy have we been busy down at camera and photo um mm. loads of printing canvas prints are going gangbusters again which is great uh, lots of scanning, as I mentioned earlier, uh, yeah. um, and saving people's old photos. So that's yeah. it in a nutshell from me. Well, you are a busy boy. I saw how busy you were the other day and you had your wonderful daughter come in who, I'd, I'd hate to say it, but I think she probably did a better job than you did for that day that, when she came that, in. That, that goes without saying. She always does a better Everyone yeah. always says, when, when's your daughter coming back in? We like dealing with her more than you. And that's yeah, fine. like. For what is she, 16, almost 17? She said, uh, She's almost uh, 17. Almost 17. She uh, was fantastic, got a yeah. great bit of confidence about working in the shop. And yes, well, she, uh, she's been working there since she was 13, so uh, she's 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 a ripper. That one, she did, she did mention the pay was a bit skimp, but um, yeah, well, yeah, go go work somewhere else then, <laughs> go, work at, go work at Macca's where they, yeah, that's them. right. Yeah. Good luck with that. Mm. Uh, all right i guess that's it that's the podcast yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in for episode whatever it was 83 83 uh only 17 to go cam for our we, we better time this perfectly so we can have a 100th yes. birthday 100th birthday 100th episode extravaganza go to bed <laughs> i will it won't make any sense <laughs> we will uh, see you all uh good night goodbye cameron yeah, we'll see uh, you <laughs> we will see you all for episode 84 of the down south photo show next week cheerio Adios, amigos. Oh, fuck.